Welcome to Talking Fail. I'm your host this week, Tyler. And with me, I have my usual co-host and brother, Will. What's up? Hey. Uh, and then this week, we have a special guest, uh, Andrew Heaton. Uh, a- Andrew. And I, I am also your brother and regular uh, co-host. Yes. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, how, how well, a lot forget? of listeners don't know that, but uh, but yes, I, but, you know, I, yeah. I'm also a valued member of the family. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, we look forward to seeing you at, at uh, Thanksgiving this year. Um, yeah, but, I'll uh, talk to my parole officer. I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, Andrew, uh, you currently you have a you have podcasts, but yeah, um, how how would you describe you your your uh, working career at this point? Uh, it has been a highly circuitous route navigating comedy and politics. So the, the two podcasts I host are the mm-hmm. Political Orphanage, which is a, a political satire podcast. It's a news and politics podcast designed for people that don't fit into the red team versus blue team slap fight. And that might mean that you're just kind of turned off by all of the partisan rancor going on while you yourself are a member of a party, or it might very well be that you don't really feel at home in any party, which is how I am. Actually, I'm both of those things. And I also have a show called Alienating the Audience, which is just a tremendously nerdy uh, deep dive into science fiction uh, that's been started up. Uh, The unifying factor to both, I think, is uh, comedy. So uh, I I kind of have been going back and forth between comedy and politics for a while now. I... uh, um, I, I wrote, you know, basically cribbed Dave Barry uh, columns when I was at the University of Oklahoma, or I, I suppose I, I, I cribbed his style. I never plagiarized him or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was doing uh, humor writing there, um, wound up getting into politics about the same time that I started doing stand-up comedy. So I, I moved to Washington, D.C. in my early 20s and uh, began working for a couple of different congressmen and was doing stand-up comedy at night. And... Uh, did that for uh, for a little bit and then went over to Edinburgh to get a master's degree in international politics, thinking that I would go back to Washington, D.C. and probably become a bureaucrat or a think tank uh, mentat uh, or hopefully work for the State Department. Uh, but I kept doing stand up while I was in Edinburgh and uh, wound up becoming the uh, the official comedian for Edinburgh's Saturnalia Cabaret. And so I was the funny guy that went up. Uh, after a guy ate a light bulb, but before a woman took her clothes off, which I think was probably the best fit for me in terms of everything I've done so far. I think that that was kind of the apotheosis of my comedy career. But I did that, got got the master's, went back to Washington and was there for a year and was doing stand-up and and finally went, you know, I I don't really want to be a bureaucrat. I would rather be funny. I, I I would rather be a comedian than a a a, a a politician who happens to be amusing. And so I packed up and I moved to New York city and, uh, ended up working as a, as a writer in primetime television for a while. Um, a show called the independence, which is off, but the successor to it, Kennedy is still on. And, uh, they, they reached out. They'd heard that there was some guy in New York that, uh, liked Milton Friedman, uh, and had worked for Congress and did stand up comedy. And, and I was he, and, uh, it was a good confluence of, personality attributes for them because they were looking for somebody that was very creative, uh, who also knew politics reasonably well and was uh, libertarian friendly because the independence was a, a libertarian show. And so uh, they brought me on and I did that for a few years. I ended up leaving Fox, um, 
almost exactly the time that uh, Donald Trump was sworn in. I think I was gone within a month hmm. and uh, went over to Reason, which is a, a, a fairly well-known publication out of uh, out of uh, Washington, D.C. that I I'd collaborated with previously, but I worked there full time for a while and made political satire videos with them. I hosted a, a show called Mostly Weekly, which was kind of a more free market, uh, lower production version of John Oliver. And, uh, and then, and then did several one-off projects with them. And then I left and, uh, just left New York entirely and thought I had left political comedy and moved down to Texas, uh, to Austin, where I thought I would just be vaguely funny, but probably considerably less political and, uh, ended up, um, kind of like an old cop in a, uh, in a cop film that's getting too old for this shit. Uh, I, uh, I, I was, uh, I was reached out to by the blaze, uh, and, um, they offered to give me my own show. We're very clear that I would have editorial autonomy in regards to that show. And that uh, um, after a lot of a lot of back and forth with them, finally uh, acknowledged that they understood that I was not a conservative because the Blaze is a very conservative network and I am not. Uh, and I wanted to make it clear that they weren't getting some kind of crypto Republican. And uh, to their credit, they stepped out of their comfort zone and got somebody that really didn't fit the regular Blaze lineup and tried me out. And it didn't work out. It, it turned out I was a little bit more out of their comfort zone than they wanted. Uh, and, uh, you know, come come June, uh, ended that, and I went independent, which has been fantastic. So I now, uh, I basically took what had been a daily program that I was doing on somebody else's platform and now host it uh, independently myself um, and really enjoy doing it. It affords me a tremendous amount of flexibility in terms of not just content, but where I record out of and uh, have have kind of been uh, going back to the freelancer uh, stick and bindle vagabonder of uh, comedians of yore. Yeah. And that's really when I, uh, that's when I heard, you know, first heard your name uh, and kind of picked up on your career. And so um, it's been I'm really enjoying your stuff so that you're putting out now. Oh, thank you, did, did you did you um, uh, get into it after I left the Blaze or, or while I was there? Or when did you come into the mix? Um, I think I was introduced to you uh, basically from Brian Brushwood and Justin Robert Young. I think oh, it was perfect. right when you had left the Blaze. It was because nice. you were kind of. I, I need to name my kids after those two guys. Yeah, they're they are uh, they're uh, like basically. So so Justin Robert Young, I called him uh, the day after uh, the show got canceled. And, uh, and, and was like, Hey, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. I don't know. What do you think I should do? And he was like, immediately put up a Patreon page immediately. Yes. And, uh, uh, basically talked me because at the time, like I have to say that there's a decent, um, personal and career toll you get from doing political stuff, uh, because we're not in a very, um, ecumenical environment at the moment. We're in a very tribal, very partisan environment. And so if you're not, gung-ho about a particular team there are a lot of people that are pretty happy to step on you mm -hmm. and so i was i was not confident that i wanted to keep doing it at all uh but justin convinced me to do it and it's been great i mean i'm, I'm now doing my own my own thing as a as an independent entertainer and uh, uh brian brushwood is effectively uh you know whenever i'm in austin i've basically stayed with brian he's been an incredibly generous landlord so they're both fantastic guys 
Yeah, uh, I haven't had a chance to meet uh, or talk with Brian at all, but um, I just got off of a show called It's America's Next Top Podcaster, where it's a, it's a co- podcast competition podcast, and uh-huh. uh, Justin Robert Young is one of the uh, uh, judges. So he's, I've, you know, we'd make like 10 minute, epi- 10 minute long episodes about whatever the challenge topic was. And then, uh, I got to hear Justin come in and go, all right, guys, you know, uh, this one, uh, this one sucked pretty bad. Uh, here's, here's the problems with it. And, uh, but, uh, no, he's been, but all, every, all of his criticisms were always spot on. It was like, oh yeah, no, you're right. That's, uh, but yeah, he's, he's good. Well, in, in Justin's delivery style, he's got a very wry and dry wit. Uh, mm-hmm. with with a, a high energy level and a high degree of confidence. So I could see him pulling off a, a judge position very well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, you're kind of, you're hanging out at uh, Brian Brushwood's uh, former nudist colony. That is right. Now, yeah. Now uh, in fact, I think I'm technically the creative person in residence here when I'm in residence here. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but, I'm, but I'm in fact uh, talking to you there right now, Tyler. I was in Portland this last week, flew back in. It's actually funny. I, I, I flew back in today and had, had miscommunicated with Brian, who was very startled to see me on his couch, uh, <laughs> but, but happy to see me nonetheless. Nice. Nice. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so what is, uh, what is your career looking like in the future? Are you still going to, are you planning to stick with the independence thing for a while or do you have some, something, do you have like a hill that you're looking at and heading towards? Yeah. Well, I, I like the working for myself thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties right now and this is the first taste of me having, uh, having control of my own hours and, and not making as much as I was when I had a a TV show, but, but making enough to support myself and, and, uh, you know, being at the the, kind of the beginning of this arc, I think that that's going to get better. Uh, so I like that a lot. I I really like that. I could just pack up and go, you know what, I'm going to go to Portland for a week, check that out and, and not have to contact anybody about it, not worry about vacation time. Um, I, I like that a lot. So I, I think I'm going to keep replicating and building on this model. So I, I mentioned at the beginning of your program that I, I now host a sci-fi podcast. Yeah. And, and part of that was that I wanted to talk about something that wasn't political because that's the only thing anybody's paid me to do for the last few years. And I really wanted to, to, to work in a different field. Um, I, I think that uh, that'll, that's going very well. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, cautiously hopeful that it will uh, probably replicate kind of a similar format to um, the political orphanage. Uh, but uh, I could see myself doing more podcasts in the future. I think at, at the moment, because I've been bouncing around so much, it's difficult for me to really nail down a schedule. And I think that would lend itself to a greater degree of efficiency than I've been doing. But I could see that. And then there's a bunch of groups that want to work on projects with me. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love working with um, Austin and uh, Meredith Bragg, who are the, the two other uh, two of the other three funny guys uh, at Reason. And so I'm going to be in D.C. for a week. Uh, here uh, after Thanksgiving to kind of talk to them about maybe doing some more projects. There's another group here in Austin that I've worked with in the past. that's very keen to work with me. So there might be some things in the future. There, it's, there's a possibility of a travel show, which I would love to do. That'd be cool. Um, and, uh, and then there's always like five books uh, that are kind of percolating in the background. Um, so it'll probably be some combination of podcasting, books, hosting random programs, and stand-up. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty good spread of like you know because if you, you if you did an accounting job for years you'd be like okay well I'm you know I'm good with numbers but I'm kind of tired of doing accounting for, you know eight hours a day so but I I think that's a good spread of 
you know, if you're, you're hitting all of your. Brandon, you're there. Yeah. If I go on a date, I'm going to have to call you, Tyler. Okay. So you can back me up. This yeah. is a good career decision on my part. Anytime. Yeah. Is that so? Yeah. Is that? Uh, is it? I guess it's going to be tough on in terms of like dates and stuff. Of like, so, so what do you do? Well. Yeah. I, I need to come up with a way to um, get the figures better on this because I think if you're if you go on a date and the person goes, you know, what do you do? And the person goes, well, I, I host podcasts. What what they hear is. Uh, I am unemployed and living in my parents' basement. And that's not true. I am self-employed and living in my friend's former nudist colony. Very different. Much different. <laughs> Very different. Um, but so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I might like, uh, I, I, I might, you know, mention the, the dollar figure associated with it to indicate that at least it is a, a monetized profession that I'm working in and, and not, not, not entirely whimsical. Yeah. Maybe lead with like, Oh, I have, you know, I have this many Patreon supporters or I'm, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just rename it as a cult or something. Maybe that would, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Or, or just lie yeah. and say I'm independently wealthy, and then mutter something about timber, uh, and then order a bottle of wine. That might be the other thing to do. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Thank you. Apparently, I've got a very. Like, I feel like my vocabulary has been declining the last few years because I, you know, I've, I've written several books that aren't published yet. They're just kind of sitting around, and I'll I'll go back and, and poke at them periodically and, and do some editing. And we're, like words will pop up that I don't remember the definition of. Where, where I'm like effulgence. What a full That's like a like a glowing penumbra, I think. And I, and I and I and I'm honestly not sure whether uh, past me like looked up thesaurus.com and didn't actually know the meaning of the word, but just wanted to sound smart or whether I am becoming stupider and forgetting the definition of words. But apparently even then my, my command of vocabulary is still above the national average. So I've got that going for me. Oh, that's, that's always a plus. I'll bring that up on the date too. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler what we'll yeah. do Tyler is I'll yeah. go on the date. I'll have your number on speed dial. And then yeah. just, if it starts getting weird, I'll be like, hold on a minute. I got a guy for this. And then I'll, I'll dial you and then it'll go on speaker and then you'll rattle off like uh, you'll go through my uh, finances yeah. uh, and like, you know, bring up my 401k, which is not as good as it should be for a 35 year old man, but way better than the average comedian. By comedian standards, I might actually get to retire. Uh, so that's great. And, th and then you can bring up this or like he's got, you know, if, if you mated with them and had children, they would probably have excellent, excellent uh, vocabulary. Uh, yeah. Just let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll make uh, my schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, one thing I was uh, kind of speaking on vocabulary, um, and maybe this is something that you covered in your past uh, before I kind of jumped onto the heat and train of, of following your career. But um, I've noticed a lot of horse references. Is that uh, is, is there some kind of story behind that, or is it just because the uh, uh, equestrian is a fun word to say? Uh, you know, I, I think the the main driving force. So, so the. Um... For, for anybody listening that's unfamiliar with, with my program, The Political Orphanage, uh, I write all of the commercials at the beginning of it myself. So, you know, a lot of other programs um, will be given ad copy that they read. Uh, and I, I write all of the ad copy myself uh, and, and take a fairly heady creative license with it. And, um, and so generally make it funny. Uh, and I find horses really funny. Here's why. Uh, I feel like um, horses are very large and very blunt and pretty much used for one or two purposes. And if you put them in any other situation than what they're designed for, which is basically riding around in a field, if you put them in any other situation, they become hilarious to me. So like dog on a treadmill, 
That's pretty funny. Okay. All right. But you could see how that would happen. You could mm-hmm. see how a Labrador retriever, horse yeah. on a treadmill, very funny. Very funny to me because just kind of taking a horse and putting it in any situation other than standard horse stuff is just so absurd uh, that, that it, it works well. The, the other thing, too, is that um, the, the, the main uh, sponsor for the political orphanage has historically been a, uh, a diner called Snuffy's where the waiters and waitresses uh, take your food, uh, take your order and deliver it to you on horseback. And I find something so captivating about a a joke where the product's not malicious. It's not even really a bad product. It's just sort of a useless product that people are so excited about. <laughs> They're so excited. Like I find, what would you, I find um, unwarranted enthusiasm very funny. Yeah, I like every time I listen to the 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 ad for that particular um I I get I was like oh man that would be really cool to see like I I get <laughs> it builds up my enthusiasm listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well then I think on top of that too like like what are the what are, what are the uh re- recurring bits that I've done at the program uh that, that I I particularly did at the very beginning of the the daily show um was I would I would get frustrated and and like I I'd, I'd talk about snuffies, you know, on Monday and, you know, what a great diner this is. And, you know, really, the food's really good. And uh, the, the waiters ride horses, right? But then the following day, I'd go, uh, you know what? This is my fault. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't clarify this. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't clarify this well enough. Uh, you're not supposed to bring your horse to Snuffy's. Uh, it's, it is, it's just a, from your perspective, it's just a regular diner. You just show up and, and the, some might call it a gimmick, but the, the element of this is that the wait staff is riding horses. You don't need to bring your horse. And then Wednesday, I would go, okay, um, I don't know why you all think horses would be involved in the kitchen. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you're writing angry letters about this. And, I, and then the, I found that the audience so enjoyed being cast in the role of um, the kind of uh, the goofy rascal that that it became an almost dialogue where people would start emailing me and going like, Hey, like I'm at Snuffy's and I'm trying to bring my horse in and they won't, they won't let me in. What gives? And I was like, this is okay. This is fun. I like this game. I like this game that the audience is playing with me. Yeah. It's always great when you're going to get the, when the audience kind of joins in on the joke and starts building it up and it's like, wait, do you, there's almost that question of when you get that kind of email, like, wait, do they think I was serious? No, they have to think I'm joking. Well, they have to. Be actually, one of one of the really fun things when I first started the program was that um, I would have you know a, a lot of guests will listen to one or two shows in preparation, or maybe they'll, they'll listen to part of it just to make sure you're not a psychopath. Hmm. And uh, a couple of like at least three times, I had somebody come on the show, and before the camera turned on, they would they would get, they would lean over and go, "Hey, is Snuffy's real? Is that a real thing?" And, and I'd be like, absolutely, 100%. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just go with it. Uh, it was much funnier to me. And I, w- I would like to point out that we I never actually sent you any, uh, any links or anything to check out our show before. Yeah, but, I don't think I'm even on the same show I thought I was going on. I, I thought I was going on the discographer's show. But you said this is the what, the, uh, the test fail? Uh, what was it? Talking fail. Yeah, sorry. Talking fail. Yeah. Is this because I'm a failure? Is this no, is this a show where you talk to failures? No, it's that we we set the bar really low when we decided because we this is the show that we kind of started with and we said like well, let's just set the bar super low. We'll just put failure in the name, and then if people come you know complain about it and say oh yeah you guys all suck, it's like yeah it's in the name like. What were you expecting? So gotcha. We set the bar really low. Um, yeah, discographers. So, so, so then, with this interview, yeah. I'm throwing the curve off where people are like, "That was like a really well done show. It changed my life. I'm probably going to name my kid, you know, 
Tyler Will Cardwell Heaton yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's uh, and, the goal. So, or like Will Tyler Cardwell. That I works could, too. I get to let him decide the, the, the order, but... Okay, William, or, William. Or, you know what? I I, I don't feel like enough parents enough parents uh, have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're too rooted in name order. Maybe, maybe you have your. Is there a way to incorporate a dice into it where the the order of names would change on a daily basis? I feel like a very enterprising person that understands D and D could probably work out some kind of system. Yeah, there's there's probably a way to do that, right? Yeah, there, you just have to figure out the math equation for like thirty three percent chance or something and then and then just build the math equation into the birth certificate uh but uh yeah uh, will are, are you ready with your uh with your game uh yeah i can be ready so okay. uh do you want me to explain it real quick yeah please otherwise it's just very- I, I i would like to know how the game works <laughs> uh, good, so- good job Heaton. That's, uh, five points for you for asking how, how the rules work nice and that's uh negative five points to tyler for giving away free points Wow, I'm doing great. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, so, Urban Dictionary. Uh, we, uh, Tyler, what's the title of this game again? So, I I named it uh, Tyler's Very Classy Culture Corner: Colon Random Urban Dictionary, just to be as wordy as possible. But uh, I don't know what you can you put circuitous into that anywhere. <laughs> I'll I'll work on it. Maybe next week. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what we do is we take a random urban dictionary word. And you guys try and guess the correct answer, uh, but nobody ever guesses the correct like definition for the word. Until now. <laughs> yes. So uh, in addition to the points for getting it right, you can get a point for just having basically the funniest answer. So you get okay. two points for the correct answer and one point for just the funny answer. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to get, I, I think I will get the real answer and phrase it comedically. Oh, man. That's that's a double whammy. <laughs> we we've gotten the occasional correct answer before, but never a uh, the full triple. I'm I'm pretty street. Uh, I'm pretty street. All right. all right, so um, let's see the first the first Urban Dictionary word. It's uh, actually an acronym, ABC. What does ABC stand for? According to Urban Dictionary, uh, ABC. Uh, okay, so th- th- I know this one. This is always be casting. And uh, always be casting is a, a street st- uh, slang for wizards. And the idea, and so now I, I realize that not everybody's a wizard, clearly, uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people, they're wanting to, you know, like make your own magic, right? Be a magician. I'll, I'll always be sucking people into your illusion. Always be, always be casting your spells and your charms, right? So always be casting is what that means. <laughs> all right all well right. yeah if, if you are a wizard you have to make up and pick up the slack and always be casting of course all right, all right well, tyler what's I'm, your answer mine is uh, it's gonna be just a slight variation of it uh, it's always be um always be calling you know it's if you're a sale you're doing sales you gotta you know telemarketing you just gotta co- constantly be calling it's not as funny as andrew's but uh it, it's, it's, All right. It kind of sounds like a subset of mine. It sounds like like a, a more specialized I mean, version of the thing two, I said. Two thirds of his answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. Boy, that's yeah. really sad, Tyler. Um, yeah, I know. Okay. I'm, the uh, none none of you got it right. Shocker. What? <laughs> <laughs> the correct definition of ABC is American-born Chinese. Oh. Okay. Huh. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be funny and educational. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 
You know what, though? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If I'd guessed that and I'd been wrong, it would have raised some questions, right? It would have been like, well, why is Heaton, why, why did his head go there? Why is he concerned about American born Chinese people, right? So, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you have to take a risk with that one. Yeah. Uh, also, but uh, you're kind of pandering to the wizard community, though, with your actual answer. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I I am a shill for the uh, the big D and D industry. I get a lot of my funding from uh, from from dice yeah, big, stores. Big dice. I own a lot of stock in in uh, uh, little uh, pewter figurine manufacturing facilities. Okay, uh, let's move right. on to the next word here. <laughs> well, uh, did uh, I'm assume, I assume Andrew oh. got the, uh, the 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 arbitrary point for his? Yes, yes, he. Okay. Because he did not do uh, two thirds of somebody That's... else's answer. Okay, all right. Just keep, <laughs> keep rubbing it in. I got it. <laughs> okay, the next next word is uh, Ziki Boogie Doog. What? <laughs> is, is there a way you can spell that? Or it's Z or Z, depending on what what continent you live in. E E K Y space. B O O G Y space D O O G. Oh, Ziggy Boogie Doog. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, oh, it was no just problem. my uh, you, you, pronunciation you, 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 was. Tyler, you want to go first on the Yeah, fun? I'll take it. I'll go first. Um, I, I think that is a, a side character from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, you, you know, it's like the brother of uh, Zephod. Uh, People, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. uh, yeah, it, side character from from right. book, the books. It, you know, it's a good, it's a good guess. It's a good guess, mm-hmm. Tyler, but it's not what it is. You want me to tell yeah, you? Please. Okay, so Ziki Boogadoog is a common feeling that we've all had, uh, and and what's just this isn't the action. This is the feeling you get when you hop on your phone to do something specific. And then you get kind of distracted and like 20 minutes later, you're on Reddit and you're like, why? Hold on. What was I going to do? That feeling, that Ziggy Boogie Doog. Oh, yeah, you're right. I have felt that many times. <laughs> yep. And the fact that you felt that confirms that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Ziggy Boogie Doog, the correct, the correct definition. And I know we're all really sad that that wasn't it. Is uh, It's a phrase. When said, causes a nuclear explosion. Okay, how? So, it's it's a phrase so you, you, rare. You, you know, you want to think. I think the problem is, Will. I think the problem is that I I was actually using the definition from uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, the uh, thesaurus, and, and you're you're using the the Urban Dictionary, and I forgot about that. So, but I, I do stand by. The accuracy of Ziki Boogie. Yeah, sometimes the street rules are hard. Um, I, yeah. I'm guessing the thinking is that it's like such a rare thing that nobody would ever say it. So every time that we're saying it now is actually causing an explosion somewhere. So we should probably stop saying it. Uh, okay. Uh, what, you know, you know what? If chaos theory is correct and that butterfly can cause hurricanes, there's no reason to think Ziki Boogie Doo can't you know blow up planets in the multiverse. Ooh, or is Ziki Boogie Doog actually um it like causes something good to happen and like the politicians want us to stop giving away free good stuff. Oh, yeah, we're we're probably dropping good uh, yeah, get dropping food in Uganda or something right now. Yeah. You're welcome, Uganda. Uh so uh Will just for the formality, who gets the point on that one? 
Uh, I would give it to Heaton. Yes. Man. I'm going to win that car. Does anybody ever like shorten it to just ton? <laughs> you know, not ton. I've got, uh, there are a couple of people here in Austin that call me Heat, which I like. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Some folks in DC call me Heater. That's pretty what about good. Eaton? And uh, Eaton? No, I, I see. I feel like Eaton would would be like kind of. I feel I feel like that's a different name because because that's a proper surname uh, or, or at least the name of a, a finishing school. Uh, he- Heaty. I, 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 in college, a couple of girls called me Heaty. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, currently. It's Heaton with two, and Tyler with zero. Oh, boy. Well, hold on. You need to remember that I was given five points prior to the round beginning for asking uh, how the rules oh. are going to go. So I believe I'm at seven. That's correct. Oh, so you have seven, and, and Tyler has negative five. This is the big. This That's is right. the biggest, uh, uh, the most I've been behind in, in the entire time we've ever played this game. I'm really glad I bet money on this. <laughs> I've got $73 riding on this. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad. That was a good call. And uh, the payout, the odds are actually pretty good. Uh, tonight, we're up to one-to-one payout. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds like I'm going to make a lot of money. Uh, you'll make $73. Nice. Provided that okay. you gave me the $73 to begin with. That is going directly into my Roth IRA account. Well done. <laughs> but it is all in Subway gift cards. So well, that's what everything else in the Roth IRA, uh, IRA account is. It, it might as well keep it all the same denomination. Yeah. That probably makes it yeah. easier. And I, and I don't think you could tax it either. So that's good. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll try and get the game moving along quicker. Uh, real quick. Lightning round. Dance on the blacktop. Okay. <laughs> is that basketball? Is it? Like a game of pickup basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with break dancing on on asphalt. That's that's pretty literal. <laughs> I like. Well, you know what? Sometimes the streets can be kind of literal. I like how I like Tyler's answer because I didn't expect him to. You know, he's not a sports guy, so to go from like blacktop to basketball, like that's a pretty impressive jump for him. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm impressed with Tyler's answer as well. Oh. The okay. correct answer is to get stabbed or shanked in the prison yard. <laughs> okay. Wow. That, got, that got dark fast. We live, we live very sheltered lives. This, see, this makes me like Tyler's answer even yeah. more because the gap between my, – I, my mine was a, a little flat this time. Let's acknowledge that, right? Mine wasn't I mean, I, particularly special. Yeah, I, I was going to be uh, rude and point it out because you're I the mean, guest and all. But. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the, but but this this is even funnier than the gap between Tyler's delightful young lads convening at a, for a pickup game of basketball versus getting shanked at a prison. There's just ah, it's a wonderful. Why did they get shanked? Because somebody got mad at the basketball game. That's how most prison yard fights start. <laughs> so uh, I learned that from Syria. For, for that good of an answer, uh, Tyler, I'm going to give you plus eleven. No wait, plus oh. si- uh, plus six. No, plus eleven, because oh. that'll make it fair. To make it, what, so what? What's the what's the score now then? Uh, so Heaton had. Well, I was only at seven, so you're you're now no, well Heaton ahead. Had seven, but Tyler was at negative five. You got to remember. Oh, right, so okay. now Tyler yeah. is at uh, eleven. 
No, Tyler is at six. What? This is so what is going? This this has just been a nail biter of a game. I, I had no idea that I was in for such an emotional roller coaster. Okay, Tyler and Heaton both get negative five, so it's two and one. So I can keep track of this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, hold on. I would like to know why I was deducted five points. Tyler's case makes total sense to me. But what, what, what am I being penalized for? Uh, just uh, uh, what's it what's it called in golf where you start out with um, handicap? handicap? Yeah. You got to start out with a handicap. Okay. Because because I'm so good. It's like Tiger Woods versus um, like Shaq <laughs> playing golf. And in this equation, I am Tiger Woods and Tyler is Shaq. Apparently. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta give. I mean, maybe like it's Tiger well, Woods. I, well, hold right on, but, because you, wait, hold on. <laughs> you you deducted five points from both of us, so then I think we would both be Tiger Woods. So good oh. job, Tyler. We're both Tiger Woods in this. Great. Yeah. I'll try not. I'll try not to crash my Mercedes. You know, trying to escape my uh, my house from after my wife finds out that I've been cheating. And I'm a hundred percent going to go have sex with the waitress. All right. Those are- <laughs> Unrelated to being crowned Tiger Woods, by the way. Okay, so next word is de farto. Two separate words, D-E and then farto, F-A-R-T-O. Okay. Uh, well, okay, so, so, so de farto, it's cute what they did there. De farto is, is clearly an abbreviation of de fartois, uh, F-A-R-T-O-I-S, and uh, de fartois is the the uh, not the heir apparent, but the spare apparent. The heir apparent, of course, within the French monarchy would be the Dauphin. Uh, the De Fartois would be the uh, the spare apparent, and uh, and so that is what that is. Now, in in a contemporary context, that's referring to the runner up after the heir. So, uh, if you wanted to be real street and call the Speaker of the House the the De Farto, as in the De Fartois, that would make sense. Or if you were talking about uh, I don't know, whatever, whoever would be the head of an organization um, if both the current head and the backup were to retire. All right. That's, I'm, I'm more lost than <laughs> circuitous on this one. All right. Uh, well, for my answer, I'm going to say it's a variant on de facto, which is a, you know, a fact or an effect. And so it's a, the effect that a fart would have, whether it's, you know, clearing a room because of the smell or maybe, uh, comb- you know, it's now the, the area is now combustible because of the methane. Uh, but yeah, de facto, de farto. Okay. Okay. So the, uh, the correct answer is, um, it's when you, you fart. And then you try and convince everybody that you didn't just fart by, you know, replicating the noise that the chair just made. Oh, no, it was just the chair. And you try and make the chair squeak again and you refuse to admit that you just farted. Hmm. So, so do, gotcha. do, okay. do I get the point for that one? Because I'm in the same ballpark with the, my farting. They're both laugh. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, since uh, since I want to do the fifth round tiebreaker thing, I'm going to say Tyler was close enough to the right answer that he gets his two points. Oh man! But okay. Heaton gets the bonus point for yes. having the funny funniest answer. So now it's three to three, okay. and we can settle this. Can, can I just say that the the level of confidence that I had while just completely bullshitting my way through that was impressive, even. Oh by yeah, my I mean, I I gave you a, a personal point, which has no effect on the game, but yes, that was that was a great good job. 
We we all give you personal points in our hearts. Uh, add it to my Roth IRA. Uh, so the last word I find very fitting because of your political ties, and I thought uh, thought this would be a very difficult one for you guys to get. the 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 final word is Democrat. According to the Urban Dictionary, so it has a diff- according to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so what does Urban Dictionary think about Democrats? Oh. oh man, what does the Urban Dictionary think about Democrats? Boy, I just uh, pretty much the person who's close enough to like the emotion conveyed is uh, is probably who will be crowned the winner. All right, um, the, the the I'm going to say that the Urban Dictionary basically links to the entry for Defarto. And that is, that is the definition. The definition is nice. So Democrats are just trying to cover up their farts. Uh, I, I, yes, I'm not trying to say that as my you know that's my opinion, but that I think that's what Urban Dictionary would do. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I I don't have anything nearly that good. Will I, I'm going to go with like I think the Urban Dictionary would say um, somebody prone to angry whining. It's not as funny. I agree. Yeah, it's it's not as funny, but you know, that is pretty pretty much how they think of Democrats in this uh thing. So, yeah. So, it's pretty long, but uh, okay. the Democrat definition is the political party opposite to the Republican party. Their beliefs okay. are that everyone should live on welfare, welfare, no one should be rich, and it's okay to kill innocent unborn children, Wow! but killing serial killers is bad, and that socialism is okay as long as you call it change. <laughs> Their mascot is a donkey, and it suits them. I feel like the entry is a little you know, biased. In, in, in defense of the uh, uh, Urban Dictionary, that is the official um, – Democratic state policy platform of the California Democrats, so that like they're, they're actually you know that's that's somewhat accurate. Uh, that was actually uh, that's actually Joe Biden's uh, campaign slogan. Yeah, it's it's very long, but at the same time, kind of catchy. And eventually, when somebody figures out how to put a beat to it, he will win. Yes. Uh, all right. So so what is it, how does the uh, the final totals uh, come out to? Yeah. How much money do I yeah. get, Will? Well, um, you put in seventy three dollars, right? Yes. All right. Well, there was uh, some unfortunate happenings uh, in the uh, in, in the stocks while the money was in, and uh, you're getting forty three dollars back. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, it's still better than most of my investments, actually. So that, <laughs> I'll kind of just win. Uh, I I think I got to give the points to Heaton because I mean he described the emotion that is pretty much conveyed. <laughs> Of what they think Democrats are. Uh, all right. Wait, could, for, for kicks, can you read the Republicans on that one? Because I'm yeah. curious to see if, like, my guess is that Urban Dictionary just enjoys trolling people and probably doesn't have like a political home base. But I'm curious because if my if my theory is true, whatever they have for Republicans will be equally stringent. Uh, um, if I'm wrong, it will be like 
you know, it, it'll, it'll read like a, a leaflet from a Patrick Henry novel. Or uh, Will, do you, okay. do you have it? or Because I just pulled it up. Yeah, I just pulled it up. And it's, uh, it's pretty fitting. Republican, the people who write the definitions for Democrat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of sounds like they're a little pro-Republican. I mean, this surprises me. Uh, who knew that the Urban Dictionary was so biased? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think that's going to pretty much wrap us up in terms of time. We actually uh, went over a little bit of what I was planning to do. But, um, well, I've actually one thing, if, if you don't mind me uh, giving you one political opinion, uh, Andrew. Um, okay. So I figured sure. out how the Democratic Party can win the president, the, pre- the presidency for 2020. Doesn't doesn't matter who they who they put in as their the nominee. But as soon as the as soon as that nominee is locked in, so it's a one, it's a head to head against Trump. You have Hillary Clinton come out and and uh, do a press conference. She says, uh, "Well, I just like to support uh, Donald Trump for the Republican Party for 2020." <laughs> and then she just goes on and tells true stories about all the times that they hung out together before the 2016 oh, election. Wow! And you know, I. That's yeah, it. Uh, I I think that's actually a really clever thing. Like that was like you remember here a few years ago, um, twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Romney held that press conference to try and derail the Trump campaign. No, not, that at all? not off the top of my head. He okay. So so this was like the la- this was like the last gasp when the Republicans were still trying. Like this is back when the Republican Party didn't like right. Donald Trump, right? And he was the the outsider insurgent character, and and uh, they were all rooting for like either Ted Cruz or John Kasich or whatever, and. Uh, uh, Romney, you know, is the standard bearer. I had this press conference where he's like, I'm not endorsing anybody, but I'm just saying anybody but Trump. Right. And what he should have done is he should have come out and been like, Hey guys, listen, I'm a millionaire. He's fine. He's part of the establishment. This is all a shtick. He hangs out at the same country clubs. I do. He hangs out like, but if he basically like yeah. leaned into that, as opposed to, to drawing that distinction of like, this man's a wrecking ball and a Molotov cocktail. That's what the people liked about him. Yeah. No, I think that I think that would have worked as well. But uh, yeah, th- uh, thank you, Andrew, for coming on. Uh, it was great having you. Yeah, sure thing, uh, Tyler and Will. Thank yeah, you for having sure. me on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, join us next week, and we'll we won't have anybody as interesting as Andrew on. But we'll def- Will and I will definitely be here. So farewell. Mm-hmm.